Hello, everyone. Welcome to To Be Heard Podcast, your weekly faith-filled and motivational podcast where listeners are encouraged, culture is challenged, and the truth can be heard. My name is Ayana Simone, and I'm so glad that you are tuned into today's To Be Heard Tuesday, especially because we've been on a freedom journey from the very beginning of this third season, where I've been proclaiming over and over again that a free life is possible, that it's possible through Christ, and it's possible for every single person tuned in today. And I've shared a little bit of my story before, how literally just around this time last year, I didn't think a free life was possible because I had prayed all the prayers and went on all the fasts and felt like I read all the scriptures, tuned into all the sermons, did it all and still felt so incredibly bound. But it was when I began to look at myself as a human being, understanding that humans go through human things. And so I had some childhood wounds. I had to take a look at my family history, my background, even getting honest with myself and identifying some pride I did have in my heart and idol I did have that really did affect the healthiness of my heart. Like there's so much to look at when it comes to being a free, healthy, and whole individual. And a lot of that I talk about in the first half of this third season where we do a lot of identifying, identifying things like some of the things I've already mentioned, such as childhood wounds, your family upbringing, how you're raised, things like that. All of it plays a huge significant part in your freedom journey. And while it's good to identify all of the things that are in your heart, good to identify the things that have happened to you, things like childhood wounds, all of that, you know, things that we talked about in that first half of this third season, it's good to identify, but it's also good to learn a better way of dealing with those things. Because something that we've talked about the last couple of episodes here on the podcast, how, you know, we can identify childhood wound, but then go right back into the old way of healing that pain from your childhood, which that way could be super destructive, self-sabotaging, not at all effective. But that's how we get in these cycles. We find out, oh, hey, I've been hurt here. And then we go and do something so destructive to try and heal that pain. It's not that we even try to hurt ourselves, but in an attempt to heal the pain that we're uh, suffering, sometimes we can actually hurt ourselves even more. And so for this next half of this third season, What I want us all to do is to, yes, acknowledge the old way, the old way we used to behave, the old way we used to try and heal our own pain, but to really be humble and become a student of Christ where we can learn his way because his way is always better. And it's not just a cute thing we say in church. His way actually brings healing. His way is actually fruitful. His way brings life and it brings deep, transformative, uh, freeing power that we need to be healthy and whole individuals. But if we keep doing it our way, we're just going to hurt ourselves even more. But Jesus has the way to move forward. He has the way to heal. He has the way to love us back to life again. And he's not uh, withholding this way from us. No, he's totally willing to teach us. He wants us to learn his way. He wants us to do it his way. And I know that because we have passages of scripture like the Sermon on the Mount and many other verses like this. But one thing I love about the Sermon on the Mount, it gives such a clear picture of Jesus sitting down, not just with his disciples, but with a huge crowd. And he was willing to teach them. And something that we talked about in last week's episode, a really cool and genius technique that Jesus used when he taught, he recognized, okay, these people have a very bad belief system. And so I'm going to acknowledge the old way that helped them um, cultivate that belief system that is a wrong, unhealthy, faulty belief system. 
And so he he said a lot of things like, you know, the law told you to do it this way, but I'm telling you to do it this way. Or, you know, your family, your ancestors might have told you to do it this way, but I'm here now and I'm telling you to do it this way. And he does that over and over again to challenge their belief system. But the technique is genius. Like Jesus, before he presents the new way and he just sits in front of the cloud, the, the crowd and says, do this and don't do that and do this and don't do that. He's like, before we get to the new way of doing this, we have to deal with what you were told in the old way you used to behave in the old way you used to do things before I can give you the new way and I love that thought so much again we talked all about that in last week's episode but I want to lean in a little bit further for today's to be here Tuesday in talking about the new way that Jesus presented to the crowd because again he acknowledged the old way what the law said but because he fulfilled the law, he now gave them a new command and he addressed what their ancestors told them. But now that he's here, he's like, here's what I'm telling you. I want to do it this way. I want to lean into the the new way that he presented on that day when he was giving that Sermon on the Mount. I just want to lean into that a little bit because the new way is what's going to help us complete our freedom journey. The new way is what's going to help us heal. It's going to help us grow. It's going to help us become healthy, mature individuals. And so this new way I love because Paul, he even addresses this new way or he gives credit to this new way in 1 Corinthians 13. It's a verse that you probably saw a lot yesterday because it was Valentine's Day and I'm giving you all kinds of hints of what this new way is. But in 1 Corinthians 13, but even in 1 Corinthians 12, he ends that that 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians um, by explaining that this new way is the most excellent way. And then he spends that 13th chapter going into detail just about how excellent this way is and the description of this way and all the things concerning this new way that I'm really excited to celebrate with you all today to carry on the Valentine's Day tradition. But this new way is, if you haven't guessed it, this new way is love. Today on To Be Heard Podcast, we are finally going to talk about love because I really do feel like, you know, we talked about all the things concerning freedom and all of those episodes are important. If you missed an episode of season three, I really encourage you. I'm not just saying this because it's me, but these are things that have helped me walk out a free life in Christ. Like I'm passionate about every single To Be Heard Tuesday because I know how much it helped me grow. As an individual, it helped me heal. It helped me become more self-aware and be comfortable in the skin that God placed me in. Like these are things that really helped me. And so that's why I encourage you to listen to every single To Be Heard Tuesday. But every single To Be Heard Tuesday would be completely insignificant if I didn't pause and dedicate an episode to talk about love. We must talk about it. Season three would be a waste if we didn't talk about love. Because here's the thing. The second half of this third season, I really want us to be a part of the crowd that day. When Jesus was giving the Sermon on the Mount, I simply want us to be students. I want us I want us to be uh, willing to be taught, willing to be led. That's part of being humble. That's part of becoming like a kid again, where you're just humble and willing to be led, trusting the leader. It all comes with being a healthy person. But if we're honest on today's To Be Hurt Tuesday, as we begin this conversation talking about love, if we are honest, and I I will be the first to admit what I'm about to admit here, but if we're honest, some of us do not know how to love. 
If we really take a look at our lives, if we take a look at the ways that we behave, to take take a look at the, of our belief systems, which we did in last week's episode, but many of us, and it takes honesty and humility to admit this, but many of us don't know how to love. And I thought, you know, being a church kid and hearing messages about love my entire life, because the entire word is based on love, which we'll talk about, But hearing this message my entire life and even being, you know, serious about my faith and serious about my relationship with Jesus, I thought I'm a professional lover. Like I, and of course I'm saying lover as in like a person who loves, don't get crazy. But I thought, you know, I know all the scriptures. I know all the the things to say, all the things to do to demonstrate that I'm a person of love. But I had a moment with the Lord, couple moments back, I had a moment with God where I realized I don't think I know how to love. Now, granted, I love Jesus. I love my friends. I love my family. And I am learning to love myself. But I recognized, and this is all coming into play when we talk about our childhood wounds and talking about my childhood wounds specifically, moments where I've shared my story in the past. But I realized, yeah, it's really easy to love God because he's beautiful. Like, come on, we love him. It's easy to love my friends and my family because they're like me and we get along and it's great. But I recognized I have a really hard time loving the people who hurt me. That is as honest as it gets, folks. I would just tell it to you straight. But when I was studying scripture about love, this is months back, I was studying scripture in a good study of the Bible is when the Bible starts to read you. That's something that we say in church. But I really, like I was studying the scriptures and when Jesus said in Matthew 5, included in the Sermon on the Mount, and he said, don't just love your friends, love your enemies. I felt so convicted. Because, yeah, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, I love everyone. I love people. But when you think about the people who hurt you, it's like, do you now? Do you love them? Do you really genuinely love them? Do you really? And I got honest with myself and I got honest with God and I told him, no, I don't know how to love my enemies. And so when Jesus commands us to love, including our enemies, not just love people, but our enemies as well. That's when I really had to ask myself, hold on, do I love my enemies too? And I would never really use that word enemies personally, like I wouldn't, but the people who hurt you, do you know, like the people who you're, maybe you're not fond of, you're not a big fan of this person, Jesus is calling you to love them. And so that, when I realized that I didn't love my enemies, I realized just how conditional my love was. And in that, how can I call that love if it's conditional in any capacity, in any aspect And I got real honest with myself and I want to get honest before you guys as well, because hear me, like if we're going to be free in Christ, if we're going to really walk this freedom journey out and have um, completion in this, we can't do that if we don't know how to love. And so maybe you are like me and you can readily admit, I pray someone's like me. I'm not trying to be alone in this. If someone can honestly admit with me that it's hard to love your enemies, hey, I'm there too. But maybe you're listening to today's To Be Here Tuesday and you're like, you know, I don't really know how to love myself. 
And that is valid. Like loving yourself is valid. And I know there's so many church people who cringe at the term self-love because they their minds immediately go to self-worship. This is something that Dr. Matthew Stevenson talks about. I'm going to post one of his sermons on my page because it's a great sermon concerning this topic of love. But a lot of us, we don't uh, tap into that that term self-love because the world has completely perverted it. And so I can understand that. But self-love does not mean self-worship. Self-worship is evil. Self-worship is what we should have discussed for and we should hate and it should repulse. It should be repulsive, you know, because self-worship, we can't, we're not a good God. We would never, I mean, we're, we're, this is all that we're talking about right now. We don't know how to be God. We're horrible at that. We barely know how to be humans. Like, how can we learn to be God? So self-worship is wicked, but self-love is godly. And I do want to talk a little bit of that today. Because here's the thing, if we keep preaching that self-love, loving the person that God made you to be, if we keep preaching about that in the church as ungodly, then what we're what we're calling godly is self-hatred. And self-hatred, I mean, how could we have hatred in the kingdom of God? That is not his plan. That is not his will. It's not his heart for us. And I kind of do grieve the many messages I have heard, not, you know, to me specifically, not anything preached to me. But just around the world, we preach, you know, that we should hate ourselves to get us to change. And so because of that, there's a lot of believers and a lot of Christians um, thinking that self self-hatred is holiness. It's not holiness. It's hatred. And we should hate hate and love love. And when Jesus says in Matthew 22 to love God completely and love your neighbor as you love yourself, we can't ignore that part that's important to love yourself. And I do want to get into that a little bit today. I don't know how much I will talk on that in today's episode, but I do have a sermon to recommend to those of you um, who can say, you know, you don't like yourself. I mean, I do have a book, How How I Fell in Love with Myself, you could totally check out, but this sermon is great. So I'm going to just recommend the sermon to you. But you may be tuning into today's To Be Hurt Tuesday and can honestly say, you know what? I don't love myself. I I love the people around me, or at least I try to. I'm very kind to others, very gentle, very patient. But when it comes to myself, I'm very mean to myself. I bully myself. I'm my biggest critic. And you don't love yourself because you don't know how. And this is my favorite. And again, I'm not shaming anyone here. We're all in this together. Okay, we are all students today. But maybe you're listening and you're one of those people who claim to love God, but you don't love people. And I have had issues with this in the past. I'm not talking on, on you know, my terms, but I, you know, readily admitting that I have a hard time loving my enemies. But I remember being a new believer and just kind of being like noticing it for the first time. How many people say they love God, but then they hate the LGBT community? Totally going there. They hate someone who looks different than them. They came from a different background. Maybe they think different than them. They vote different than them. And these people hate the people who are unlike them, but they claim to love God. I have a serious issue with that. A serious, serious, serious issue. I think it's wicked. I think it's evil. And scriptures do say in 1 John 4, how can you claim to love God whom you haven't seen, um, but you don't love people who you can see? Like, impossible. You can't do it. But hey, there's no shame. There's no judgment here. I just admitted that I have a hard time loving the people who hurt me. So it kind of sounds like we're all in this together and we all need to know how to love. We need to be, uh, we need to learn it. We need to be taught it. 
And I want to talk all about that on today's To Be Here Tuesday with the very, um, you know, not at all creative title, How to Love, because that's exactly what we're talking about today. But the interesting thing about this title, and I don't know if your brain works the way that mine works, but as I was planning today's episode and decided to, to title today's To Be Her Tuesday as How to Love, my brain immediately, immediately went back to the 2011 hit from our friend Lil Wayne <laughs> when he had that hit single, how to love I don't know if you if the same thing happened to you but literally as soon as I I put it on in my notebook I'm planning this episode I'm gonna title this how to love I immediately started singing that song and I hate like here's something that I just I have to apologize for because I literally am going to use Lil Wayne's song how to love (laughs) as an example but for a good reason because y'all I went back and I listened to the lyrics judge me I don't care anymore but I literally I went back and I listened to the lyrics and the opening lines of that song are very insightful like I had to give Lil Wayne his credit because he gave a really great picture and a really great explanation uh, to explain some of the reasons why we may not know how to love why it's hard for some of us to love while it's not something that we're good at yet because he says and I quote you had a lot of crooks trying to steal your heart never really had luck could never figure out how to love how to love like <laughs> he says it this is his song uh, and then he goes on to say what is it he says um had a lot of moments that didn't last forever and so you're stuck and you just you're trying to put it together how to love this is this is Lil Wayne, okay, and homeboy kind of had, he made some points, okay, and I, like, again, so sorry that I had, it's Lil Wayne, like, I can't use a scripture verse for this, but I just thought that was so insightful, and the fact that today's title is How to Love, like, I couldn't help but just re, re research the lyrics again, but it's very insightful, because as he was saying, and as he's saying, he made a point that some of us have a hard time loving people because we have so much pain and because we tried to love people before and we kind of feel like it backfired. It broke us. It didn't build us up. And so to think about loving someone again is a very, very difficult idea to grasp because you tried that before and there's trauma involved with your try. And so when people say, you know, especially when you get in church and we start preaching at you, talking about love God, love people, love, you know, love God, love your neighbor as you love yourself. There are some people who are like, that's awesome, but like not trying that again because they've been hurt. It's not that they're a bad, wicked person. They are a human being with pain. And when we stop seeing humans as humans, that's when we get stuck. That's when we get religious. Some people are just hurting that's why I recognize that I have a hard time loving the people who hurt me in the past and having a hard time forgiving them because I'm in pain like because I'm hurting because I'm wounded and I'm not excusing that I'm not excusing you know have a right to not love this person not at all but I just want us to pause a little bit and remind ourselves that we are a human and things hurt when someone is not faithful to you, it hurts. When someone breaks your trust, it hurts. When someone makes fun of you, it hurts. Like, can I go down the list? Like when someone hurts you, it hurts. Especially if that's someone who you loved before or at least trying to love. 
and they don't receive it or they just take advantage of it, it hurts. It brings real wounds and some people have real pain from that. And so if all we do is just whip them into shape and bully them and like hit them with a stick like, hey, you better love people if you're going to be a good Christian. Well, let's talk about why it's hard for them in the first place. Maybe it's because they're hurting. And so that's why I don't want to shame anyone here on the podcast, no matter who you are. Even if you're someone you claim you love God, but you hate someone who doesn't love God. You hate atheists. You hate, you know, those who identify as homosexual. If there's any of that it today represented here on the podcast, hear me when I say maybe you're hurting. Maybe there's someone in your life who didn't love you well. And because you aren't loved well, then it's hard for you to love others well because you're in pain. I just want to drive that point home because it's important. Yes, just like Jesus did. He acknowledged the old way. Today, I want to acknowledge, you know, I do want to acknowledge your pain. I want to acknowledge the reasons why it is hard for you to love But if we're going to present the new way, if we're going to learn how to love, it's important that we do that first. Let's talk about the reasons why it's hard for you to love. Because now, now that we've kind of explored that a little bit, I want to move into what scripture says. What Jesus himself says in Matthew 22, he credits this as the most important commandment of all time, to love God completely. We kind of already said this, to love your neighbor as you love yourselves. But that's all we give you. That's all we say without addressing the reasons why it's hard for you to love in the the first place. I don't think it's effective. And I'm a product of that. I was told to love God and love people. And I'm like, well, my heart is broken. How do I love God with a broken heart? How do I love people with a broken heart? I thought it was impossible. So it's important to recognize pain in your heart. And that's, you know, the other episodes are there for that. It could be a childhood wound, could be something in your family, could be some pride that you have, an idol. It could be a bunch of things. But let's talk about why it's hard to love before we start teaching you to love, before we start telling you to love. Um, But with that being said, I do want to very quickly take a look at Matthew 22. Again, most important commandment, the entire law, the entire book of the Bible is based off of those two commandments, to love God with all that you have your heart soul mind body strength and to love your neighbor as you love yourself and so for me if I'm looking at that verse I'm of course convicted by loving your neighbor as you love yourself because we'll find in Luke that Jesus breaks down who exactly our neighbor is and that is your enemy that is the person that you love and then the people that you don't love both of them Everyone is your neighbor. You love everyone, no matter if they're different from you or if you're if they're the same person. You love all people. And that's where conviction sets in for me because I've recognized in the past it's really, really hard to love my enemy. And I've been studying this text um, in, in, on the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, when Jesus explicitly says to love your enemies. And he gives me the how-tos right off the bat. He gives all of us the how-tos, how to love our enemies, by praying for them, doing good to them, blessing them, and not cursing them, even though they might have cursed you. Woo-wee, this is hard. Again, it's why we have to get taught this stuff, because our flesh, our default setting is, no, I'm going to fight fire with fire, wound for a wound, you know, like... It's not natural for us to love our enemies. And so that's why we need taught it because, and I know what some of you are thinking, why on God's green earth would I love my enemies when they hurt me? Like, come on, that's a question I had too. But hear me, I love the way the message version puts it, but it actually explicitly says, you know, when you love your enemies, you're being most like your God-given self. 
And we talked about our God-given self on the podcast and the Who Are You episode back in November. We talked about our true, authentic, God-given selves. In the message translation, it says so clearly and so explicitly, if you want to live out your true, authentic self, if you want to be the truest you you've ever been, love your enemies. Because God designed us, our God-given selves are designed to love. They're designed to love our enemies. And so when we don't love our enemies, we are causing ourselves a lot of uh, confusion, a lot of chaos, a lot of, uh, of havoc. Because we're operating against our God-given selves. And so that really helped me. Like loving my enemies is the healthiest thing I can do for myself. Because that's when I'm most me. I'm living out my true God-given identity. My God-given self. My God-given purpose. By loving my enemies. And so I took that into account. And I wanted to make sure to, to bring that up on today's episode. Especially if you're someone who can relate to that. And you have a hard time loving your enemies too. It's healthy to love your enemies. God designed us, our God-given selves, like the the person we are when we're born again, when we are in his family and we can say we're a child of God, daughter of God, son of God. It's healthy for us to love like he loves. And that includes loving our enemies. But even for those of you who you can honestly say you have a hard time loving God, you don't know how to love him. And yes, the verse does say, Jesus says explicitly, you know, love him with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. But when your heart is broken and when your mind isn't healthy, then some people are asking, and I feel like no one really asked, but they want to. I know I'm, I wanted to ask, and so I did because I'm too be hurt, and that's just what I do. I never, like, I, I try to get the answers for everything, and I don't have the answers to everything, but I try. I mean, I ask. And so that question kind of came up for me in the past, and maybe it, it's come up for you. How do I love God with a broken heart? My mind is filled with all sorts of stuff. Like, I don't even know how to think, let alone how to love. Like, how do I do that? And so when people say, oh, you love God, heart, soul, mind, strength, it's like, okay, but how? Like, give me the tutorial. How do I do that? And even for those of you listening, you know, he says as uh, the second greatest commandment, love others as you love yourself. Some of you don't know how to love yourself. And maybe you were taught self-hatred. Like, maybe you were trained to hate yourself by these little uh, shaming messages that could have been in the church. I'm not bashing the church at all, but I know that that happens where you sit in a, um, you know, in the congregation and just have the preacher just make you want to hate yourself, thinking that if you hate yourself enough, you'd change. That is so evil and so wicked, but maybe you've heard messages like that for so long, and now you have years upon years of uh, messages that help you validate the self-hatred that you have for yourself or help you justify the self-hatred you have. Hear me when I say, it is so important that we learn how to love these three things, these three people that are mentioned in Matthew 22, loving God, loving people, loving ourselves. But when we've been hurt and, you know, we have these really twisted and distorted messages and uh, we kind of talked about this last week. But if you think you have evidence for some of the reasons why you can't love or why you think you're not lovable, why you think God isn't worthy of your love or people aren't worthy of your love. We have all this evidence and all of this pain and this hurt and just wounds that aren't resolved that we need to get that resolved so that we can truly love people. We can love God. We can love ourselves. We need to get that pain resolved. And so the question becomes then, how do I do this? How do I love? It is my honor and my privilege and my joy to give you the answer on today's To Be Heard Tuesday. 
Do you want to know how to love? And this is just me being a student too. I'm, I'm turning up my volume right now too because I need to hear this. You want to know how to love God? You want to know how to love people? Love your enemies? Love yourself? You want to know how? Well, I'll tell you. Learning to love starts with receiving God's love first. That is how you love. That is how you learn to love. That's how you learn to love God, how you learn to love people, and how you learn to love yourself. You receive God's love first. And I'm not just pulling this out of the air. This is 1 John 4.19. It says we love because he first loved us. We love God because he first loved us. We love people because he first loved us. We love ourselves because he first loved us. Now, the translation is only love God and love others. You'll see that. But being that we are called to love others as we love ourselves, like it all comes with receiving his love first. And there's so many of us listening today on today's To Be Hurt Tuesday. You don't believe that God loves you. And you've heard it maybe all your life. You've heard it before, maybe once or twice. Maybe a friend or family member tried to tell you that. And you don't receive it because you just don't believe it. You don't believe that Jesus loves you. And maybe the reason why you don't believe that he loves you is because you have evidence for that. Again, this is going back to some pain in your heart. Maybe you were really, really hurt as a little kid. And there's something happened to you and your family. Maybe a family member hurt you deeply, took advantage of you maybe. Deep pain, I'm sorry. Maybe I should give a trigger warning on this. But I just want you to think about the reasons why you don't believe it. Maybe you don't think that God is loving. And if he is loving, then he's certainly not good because why would he let all of that happen to you? Oh, he can heal? Okay, why didn't he heal my mom from cancer? Oh, like he, he protects me, he provides for me, then where was he when, when we were evicted as kids? Where was his provision then? And you have this evidence in your mind that you think supports the fact that God hates you, that he doesn't love you, that he's not good. And so that's why when I say that he loves you, it's really hard for you to believe that and hear me. I'm right in the same boat with you. I've, I've discovered this about myself. Part of the reason why I had a hard time believing that God loves me is because I had so much evidence against that, or I thought I had so much evidence against that, that I'm still working through and still combing through, if I'm just being honest, thinking about the many times that, you know, I would hear messages not directed at me specifically, not at all at me, but just messages around the world. You know, you tune into a word or you hear messages like, you know, God loves you, but then they have this underlying of only if you're good, you know, like he loves you, but don't mess up. (laughs) And we were taught that sometimes. And years of that can really affect the way that you receive God's love. It stops you from receiving this love because you think, no, I'm not worthy of it. I'm disqualified from it. Like, sure, he loves me, but he's not good to me. Or like, he loves me, but I have to keep earning it every day by being a good Christian girl. And so we think we have evidence to support the fact that he doesn't love you, but the whole time he does love you. He does. And, you know, speaking to those of you tuned in today and you're convinced that he doesn't love you because of what he didn't stop when you were when you were a kid or maybe in recent times. Hear me. I don't have the perfect answer for that. And please believe I'm mourning with you. I'm grieving with you. And I do not have, a, you know, a perfect answer. But what I do know and this is why it's important to, to know scripture, to understand, you know, how this whole thing with sin got started. But in the beginning, God made everything to be good. He wanted us to live in a good, perfect world. 
But he couldn't let us do that without giving us, us humans the choice. If he didn't give us the choice, then freedom wouldn't be possible. We wouldn't be free individuals because then we would be robots and we would be under his dictatorship. But no, he gave human, human beings um, the opportunity and the ability and the capacity to choose. And when he gave us that option or when he gave us the ability to choose, we didn't make good choices. And so a lot of the times we think God was doing these things to us when really it was humans making really awful decisions. And so maybe, you know, your family member, it wasn't God. God's will was not for that to happen to you. Not whatever it is, whatever your past looks like. God's plan for you was good. It was perfect and it was pleasing. But people are people and they're flawed and, and they make some really bad decisions. And because of that, sometimes we have to be the recipient of those bad decisions. And that's how we get childhood wounds or wounds, period, whether from your childhood or as an adult. Sometimes that's how we get hurt because humans made a really, really bad decision. But that was not God's plan for you. Please hear me today. That's why it's important to know scripture, understanding that he made all things good for us. He wants to give us his best. He loves us so much. He wants us to have the best. And so it wasn't in his plan for people to do that to you. They made that choice. And I'm not at all dismissing your pain, but I don't want us to, to think as God as a mean father anymore. When we think of him as a mean father, then we can't receive his love. But it's his love that as a response, we can love him back. We can love other people and we can love ourselves. And so the thing that's stopping us from receiving his love is, is um, a really distorted view of who God is. And that's why it's important. I did an episode on this. Who is God? Please give that a listen. Because I don't want anyone to think that God hates us. He loves you. And yeah, I am talking to you. I don't care who you are, what you've done, what you've been through, how you feel about God, how you feel about Christianity. Like you could be a full-blown atheist. He loves you so much. And it's when we receive that, it's when we believe it, when we walk in it. That is how we become a healthy and whole individual because his love brings healing. It does not break you down. It doesn't give you reasons to to fear. It doesn't give you, um, you know, you don't have to be afraid of this kind of love. You don't have to be afraid of loving him back or loving him and not having that love reciprocated. No, his love is so safe and it's so healing and it's so... Um, it's so protective. Like, I feel like sometimes we have this idea of love in our head where it breaks us and we're like taking a big, a scary risk of giving our heart to someone because what if they break it? What if they misplace it? What if they damage it? What if they crack it, you know? But with God, it's totally safe and you can trust God with your heart. He loves you so, so much. And it's when we receive that love, that's how we love. That If you want to learn how to love, you have to receive his love first. So what I want you to do, what I want all of us to do on today's To Be Her Tuesday, I just want us to throw ourselves into the love of God. He does not hate you. He doesn't. And he's willing to teach you his love. He's not only willing to teach you his love, but he wants his love to teach you, if that makes sense. Like, in the ways that he disciplines us, he's doing it from a place of love. And when he teaches us, when he coaches us, listen, love makes a great coach. And his love does coach. It does teach. It does heal. And he wants to teach us how to love by receiving his love first. So throw yourself in the love of God. There is not a single person on the planet who is not loved by God. All of us are loved. And it's not with a conditional cheap love. It's unconditional, everlasting, life-giving love. 
if we don't lean into this, we're never going to learn how to love him. We're not going to learn how to love others and we're not going to learn how to love ourselves. And so part of what I wanted to do in last week's episode is deal with the evidence. Maybe the reason why you can't receive it is because you have too much evidence as to why you can't receive God's love, why you think you're not worthy of God's love. Um, you, you know, maybe some pain that you're still wrestling with, or maybe some of the ideas you have of God where you think that he hates you and that he is against you and that um, that's proven by what well, he didn't stop when you were a little kid. No, no, no. I just I want us to take a look at that evidence so that we can really, truly understand the way to do it. I don't have a step by step way of how to love people. I just know that it all begins when we receive God's love and hear me. You need to hear this. I need to hear this. This is the number one thing that needs to be heard. Jesus loves you so much. I don't I don't know who's listening. I don't know who you are, what you've been through. And that doesn't matter. He loves you so, so much. And I just pray for all of us here on the podcast that we receive it, we believe it, that it pierces the deepest place of our hearts. That as Ephesians 3 says, you know, that his love is deep and it's long and it's high and it's wide. And it brings completion. It brings us fullness of life and power that comes from God. That love, that real love, the love that died for us on the cross and rose again so we can also have new life in him, that love is totally yours. No matter who, which family member didn't love you, no matter which friend didn't love you, no matter how much you love or, or don't love yourself, like God's love is for you. It is all yours. You can have it. So just throw yourself in. Just throw yourself in. Don't try to understand it. Just with an open heart, receive his love for you because it's immense. It's extravagant. It's extraordinary. And in order to love people, in order to, to know how to love people well, how to love yourself well, how to love God well, you have to receive it first. Because first, or I'm sorry, yeah, First John 4.19 says, we love because he first loved us. So just receive it just receive it and in that you guys I pray that from here on out we just receive it and that will carry us through the rest of our freedom journey together Um, and I cannot wait to dive into this topic more with you in future episodes but being that we just celebrated Valentine's Day yesterday you must know that he's the one to give you roses like he's the one to give you chocolate covered strawberries like He's the one to, to reserve dinner for two. Like, he is that romantic. He's that crazy about you. And um, I just pray that you receive that and that you take time to think about why you don't believe um, that Jesus loves you. That's just going to require self-reflection. Um, and I'm doing this on my end, too. Reasons why it's been hard for me in the past to receive God's love. Um, it's because of some things that were done, some things that were said that I'm still wounded from. I still need some healing from. But it's in that and recognizing that and recognizing that his love brings healing. That is how freedom breaks forth when you receive God's love. And so that is all I have to say for today's To Be Hurt Tuesday. I really do hope that today's episode helped you. If it did, be sure to let me know in the reviews. I love getting your feedback. Or of course, you can message me on the To Be Heard podcast Instagram page, which go ahead and give that page a follow. I'm going to recommend a great sermon by Dr. Matthew Stevenson concerning this topic of love. I really encourage y'all to uh, tune into that message. I'll post it on tomorrow's, um, you know, on the Instagram page tomorrow, but also keep in touch with me over on my website at aonestimone.com. I'd love to connect with you there, but I can't wait for you to hear from me next week right here on To Be Heard Podcast.